Hello everyone, welcome to the top of the card. This is WrestleMania season. It's the bi-weekly, weekly, not bi-weekly, it, it's a thing. Top of the card wrestling podcast. We are here once again, right after TakeOver and before Mania. It's, it's a crazy time of year and there's more than WrestleMania happening as it is usual, but it's a little odd. Compared to last year with the pandemic, there's actual stuff happening, so it's going to be interesting as we talk about this and go around the table here, but let's get those intros out of the way. Red, how are you today? I'm doing great. Had a nice little holiday today, spent it with the family, then got up on here to talk some wrestling. Yes, yes, it is Easter for those who celebrate it. Uh, GMSG, how are you doing? Good. Nine days of shows coming up. That's purely WWE shows, I think, right? There's there's even more if you're watching yeah. other stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, CT, it's, you've watched other shows. We'll yeah. get to those. In I don't a minute, know. But... I don't know what you're talking about. Nine days here for I, I watched a show at what two a.m. this morning. So ten days for me. But... Yeah, you've already started. Everyone else starts tomorrow. Yeah. So that, that'll be interesting. And uh, Barry, how are you doing? I'm doing. I'm doing. I'm doing. How about that? I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> That's so, a catchphrase. Uh, I'm doing. I'm doing. I'm doing. <laughs> well, we do have we do have WrestleMania, but I think. We can just jump into that extra little bit there briefly because WrestleMania will be the bulk of this with uh, not just Night 1, Night 2, but also Night 0 with SmackDown because it's got a WrestleMania logo on it and some fun stuff there. But I think we got to go back to New Japan and we got to go back to CT because they had a show this morning, like you said. Stuff happened. If, if you want to follow along with like CT's reactions at 3 or 4 in the morning, come over to our Discord. You can, you can check it out in the Frontline Prediction League Discord over there. There's uh, the live event chat to see stuff going on with spoilers in case you're following it and trying to watch it. But Frontline League is the Twitter for that. And then Top of the Card Pod is ours as I scramble to get that in there anyway. But, but Sakura Genesis was this morning and uh, they did some stuff, didn't they? Yeah, they did quite a bit of stuff. I will say first off, like if you do want to join the Discord, it's not just me alone, like sad at 2 a.m. posting. And we actually have quite a few people that watch it live, which is, you know, surprising to me, but it's cool. Yeah, no, uh, it was a really, really good show. Um, you know, three major talking points. You had uh, Aaron Hanare, formerly known as Toa Hanare, joined the United Empire. Good for him. He's kind of been bouncing around doing nothing. So I like seeing that. Uh, Rapongi 3K returned as a tag team and won the junior tag team championships again. Good stuff. But I mean, obviously, the main story Will Ospreay in a fucking banger of a match beats Kota Ibushi, his first uh, defense of the new championship, wins the World Heavyweight Championship, cements his place as like front runner for wrestler of the year. I really did a lot of thinking throughout today and I couldn't find another name that like I think even has an argument against Osprey. He's not missed this year. And like I know it's obviously way too early to call here in April, but like looking at what's left this year, I genuinely don't know if anyone's gonna be able to catch up with Osprey unless like Osprey has an injury and is out of action. He's been on another level this year and like this win just cements it. He's gonna face Shingo again. He's gonna face Osprey made of, or uh, Okada main eventing the dome here soon. Like good stuff. Just another level. Now it's it's interesting seeing him with the belt because I know we've been talking uh, over the weekend through the week since the last podcast. And CT, you're you're kind of warming up a bit to the belt, seeing some more yes. pictures of it. The same way some were warming up to the US title in a way it's like, oh getting a better look at it. Okay, I get it. Uh, yeah, a better look at it, more explanation of like specifically the thought process behind it. You know, they combined the main belt, like the main middle part is main t uh, plate is all like a bunch of combinations of all the old belts. The side plates are apparently the intercontinental title. Like, and just looking, I think the angle 
of it being initially like very similar to the universal title also just the angle was really off especially for how unique it is and the shape but like looking at the close-up photos osprey holding it i thought it looked really good so i am definitely warming up compared to last week Mm -hmm. now it is it is interesting because we said it should be a little bit bigger but i mean this is an interesting fact of of wrestling nowadays and it's been something that no beer me and i have seen over the years and years and we've all seen it where the lighter guys are winning the world heavyweight belts and back in the olden days of like 2005 uh you pretty much only had a few guys that were cruiserweight ish champions to get to that level like you ray mysterio obviously but technically mcfoley had the nwa one way back when but now like aj styles kenny omega are technically lighter guys and Obushi and Osprey fit that mold as well. So he he did have a, a decent little run, but I, I know this that was is a great reign. This is something that he happens did. with guys like him. Might be like, oh, he's already lost it. That's no, it's not the end for, for guys like for this. For a like, first title reign in New Japan, this is his first time world champion. He's held IC a bunch of times, but for the first world t- a title, yeah, he had a great little reign. This is not unexpected at all. Um, anyone who's saying like, oh, they failed him, like. He, Number one, you just clearly don't know New Japan and how they like work, but also like he's going to be in the title picture again. I'm yeah, it's definitely not like a bad bad first reign. In fact, pretty good. And they trusted him to bring in this new title belt. Like even though he lost it immediately, he's always going to go down in history as that guy. So like you know, mm-hmm. pretty big stuff. And it's, I mean, Osprey gets the guy to be the guy who ruined it and took it away from him, oh, and yeah, now he's got the it. tragedy. It's, absolutely. Yeah. And that flying knee, my god. <laughs> holy shit back of the head (laughs) killed him yeah it was it was ridiculous but that is that is the start of of all of this insane ongoing wrestling hype with wrestlemania and 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 takeover and the hall of fame and all this stuff now i know there's been some rumblings around and we've even had some discussions ourselves in our discord and amongst ourselves but it's wrestlemania season it's Really, at this point, we're recording this Sunday night, and WrestleMania will be nearly over-ish. It'll be, uh, sorry, it'll be an hour into night, too. This point next week. So, it is interesting to think that WrestleMania is coming up this quick. It's a bit surprising to me. It doesn't seem like it should be this fast already, because it seems like the Royal Rumbles was happening in Survivor Series before that. Like, it, it's, it's flown by. And I know some are saying there's a distinct lack of hype. And it's definitely looking like just a show to be a show. And I will say some of the card supports that. Uh, there, there's aspects of it where matches, like I think Beerman and I even talked on In the Trenches, which is over on our, our uh, Prediction League channel, where some of the matches, just they're, they're good, solid matches, and it, they're, they're doing what they can to build it up. Like Rollins and uh, Cesaro is my example of that, where they're doing everything they can, but it's also just a match, and I don't know why it's a Mania match, but they're doing it. It, it's like a throwback to the old school days of like Jake Roberts and Ted DiBiase where it's a match, but it's on Mania. Like it, it feels weird in today's day and age for that kind of thing, but that could be a virtue of them having two shows to fill. It could be a virtue of just having a roster to try to fill it with. I'll, I'll, I'll bring it around to the guys to comment here in a second. Um, but to me, the, the thought that I have with this is that to those saying there's a distinct lack of hype, it feels like those some of the same people, not not being overly accusing here, but a lot of the same people are the ones saying that they're tired of the part-timers, where that is some of the hype. So it's is it a case of they're, they're not building their existing stars, or they're reliant on others, or 
they don't have it, so the hype isn't there. Like, they're, they're proven draws for the hype, so not doing that excludes them, and they have to rely on their own stuff, which, I mean, you, you can do your measure of whether it's succeeding or not. They're, they're getting deals with Peacock that GMSG's been loving lately. We'll go to him in a bit. Uh, but it's interesting to see that comparison because overall it looks like a fine card. I just, uh, it, the whole thing doesn't look like WrestleMania to me. Uh, Jim, she will come to you first on that. Cause like you said, not a peacock discussion, but it's a good segue. Uh, what's your overall thoughts on WrestleMania? Like the card itself, the two days and everything that's on there. I really wish that they, uh, built most of these matches, you know, at least a month ago and didn't just go, Oh, two of these matches. We could just start now kind of thing. Like Rhea was coming to raw for like, two months and she just showed up the other week and instantly gets a title shot feels really weird and not built at all and now they're facing the tag champions who tag champions have faced basically every woman in the roster in the last month so that's a little weird it is weird too because Rhea Ripley no one would question her getting this shot if she came in even a month sooner and earned it right like everyone agrees that Asuka versus Ripley is an awesome match but here you go shot this really isn't a booking issue. This is more of a, we need to do a spot for this match at WrestleMania because based on rumors and based on what we saw, there wasn't going to be a Rhea Ripley match at Mania. It was going to be either uh, Lacey Evans or Charlotte. Like, that's what they're building up to with Lacey. And then she got pregnant. Then Charlotte had a COVID scare. So Rhea Ripley was probably the best person left on the roster for them to think they can do a Mania style size match now mm-hmm. are there other females that could have gotten the title shot yes but when you're going to mania there's certain ones that be mania worthy there's other ones that are just a good match this more or less wasn't so much oh well we didn't have Rhea for a month this was this is our plan c it is i'll give you that and there's 11 though matches on the card that also had a shit build yeah that... we'll we'll go to those two CT. You know. What do you think of this this setup? Because like I said, I uh, we we know that Rhea was uh, what Red said, like Plan B or Plan C, but it still feels like the way they did it was I want a shot. Okay, that's I think Lance Storm even said it. I quote him a fair bit. I find, but he said that's a weird way to get your WrestleMania match where someone goes like I want it. Okay, that doesn't seem like it should be Mania. They could have just easily had a four way or even a gauntlet match with the women and she destroyed in it setting her up immediately in one night as the contender that's all they had to do i'm perfectly fine with it because like again not only just because this is a scenario but like do i want to see lacey evans in this match no do i want to see charlotte absolutely not you know like i think out of everyone on the roster Rhea looks the best is the biggest star everyone else you know that have been in these 30 second matches where everyone wins and loses and nothing matters like Rhea in a you know she seems like a legitimate star i'm perfectly fine with this this is like best case scenario i think obviously yeah if you built this up since you know SummerSlam, sure you know it would have been even better but they don't do that so like out of what they do and how this company books sure i will 100 percent take this and the match should be great um i mean yeah I, i'd much rather this than anything else rumored to be the plan for this match so i'm i'm fine with it now in in that same vein we've seen the two rumble winners obviously January 31st is where they started towards this with Bianca and Edge getting theirs. And yeah, there was Daniel Bryan added later. Uh, And and on top of that, the Bad Bunny stuff technically started at the Rumble. So that's been the same length of build. And Lashley and McIntyre became a thing, even though they had some history. And 
uh, or in why it was built since like thank you, you know, that, so that, that one yeah whatever exactly and of course owens and Sami Zayn go back forever uh but it still seems like that's very stop start like red was saying it's kind of cool that um bianca won the title or won the title won the rumble and rhea ripley finished second and they're both getting title shots i think that's actually kind of cool but um for the build for the build and the uh the hype overall i i feel like everything's kind of been like just pushed together like forced like it doesn't feel natural to me like the build up at all so like i mean i'm excited for this it. mania season i get hyped every year but mm-hmm. i don't know something it, it feels different this year man it really does like mania last year was like one of those things during like the tough times it was like something i was really looking forward to you know because that's when covid pretty much hit and they started it but now it's like i'm still hyped for it but it's it just doesn't feel like mania to me i don't know and I, I think part of that is the matches themselves, like Riddle and Sheamus. It'll be great. We've seen it a few times now, but that feels really thrown together because it, I mean, for all intents and purposes, it was. They just kind of had a backstage altercation, and now they're in line for a title match. And, I mean, GMSG, we can talk about Bad Bunny and The Miz all day long with how you feel on that one. But, the, I mean, thrown together matches, New Day versus AJ Styles and Omos. What? <laughs> Why? Why is that a thing? Like, what, like the hurt it, business? Even though they're no longer hurt business, that's a tag team. Yeah. Uh, heck, even um, Elias just, and Riker is a tag team. Though. They have multiple legitimate tag teams on Raw that could be in that spot, and they're just not doing it. So, as much as I just like this idea, have Styles and almost not team, but have the New Day retain. Don't give it a hurt business and have them go through the roster. So then, oh, that's the only one left. Mm-hmm. Boys, well, don't yeah. forget we're getting we're getting uh, Shane versus Braun, the match everybody wanted to see. So I had a steel cage, you know. Yeah, yeah. Looking at it, only one match on this entire card has been built before Rumble. Everything else basically started at Rumble or at the pay per views afterwards. All the other title matches, most of them, other than Apollo and Big E, have been just recently pushed. And that's even somewhat recent in the, the new focus of it, but that one's been going for a while. And some would argue that it's been too long, even though we've got the gimmick change and Apollo's been so great. It's funny when... I, I know I, I've been a victim of this before when seeing something pushed, and uh, I think I said about Becky when she was main eventing, it's like, yeah, I, I want Becky in this match, and it's awesome, but they're just doing it a weird way, and even Kofi Mania still felt a little weird along the way. It's like, just do it. Make, just make the match. You don't have to have the racial overtones with Vince being old man, whatever. It's just, It seemed odd, the, the route, but... That seems like a bit of stuff with some of these matches as well. It's like this, they're going to be fine. It's just, why are you getting there in the way that you are? I don't understand some of them. Can I, can I even say that like the, uh, whatchamacallit, the Royal Rumble winners, they, uh, their stuff's even kind of like just, not really rushed, but it just doesn't make sense how they're doing it because they turned the Edge versus Roman thing into a triple threat. The Bianca Sasha stuff, like, they, I don't know. It's just, well, I don't know where I'm going with is, this. But This is something that I wanted to pick up you earlier going force. They're forcing all these matches. Uh, based on everything that I've seen, I think a lot of it's being booked because they're having an audience for the first time. I think a lot of the decisions are like, we just need the biggest star power because we do have the audience. The whole point to argue with of Daniel Bryan being uh, added in with the rumors of his contract going out in October and that he's done with wrestling afterwards, maybe this is their last shot to 
be in a mania so the people that are there will get to see dan bryan's last mania match and it's for I mean, the world title. they're not booking it like they're not promoting it like they, i mean they started a little bit saying like it's one of his last but that's not the focus well, this could of be this. behind the scenes because i mean we all know after mania dan bryan's can resign or whatever but as far as they know it's like he's told us he's done after this so let's book him this way we don't have but, to make a story out but, of it but everyone why do they know. care but why, why would they, why be are like, they doing well, that we need for well, the fans is what I'm wondering. I don't understand that. They're doing it for the fans I so mean, they can get that last chance. If he's there, he's there. If he's not, he's not. He can come back in nine years. I mean, I don't. I, to let Red answer it, I, I'm not sure. I get what you're saying to give the fans something cool like that, but I don't understand why they're booking the main event of WrestleMania with that in mind. Because he's that caliber. They need it. The way but I if see it's it not is... the story. The fans don't know, so you're not doing it. Like if it's not, if it was the story, I'd fully be with you. But that's not the story. And so you're not let, doing that. And like, let's be clear I guess unknowingly. It's WrestleMania. They're going to sell out every seat. They're going to get millions of people watching anyway. Like, it's WrestleMania. Like, it's like the Super Bowl, the World Series. It doesn't matter who's on it. People are going to watch, and the seats are always going to be sold out. Yeah, so say that. They've had some ticket issues, apparently. Yeah, they're not yeah. fully sold out yet for this one, but it's the first one back. That's a whole thing, too. And, well, and it's also the COVID thing. Not everyone wants to go there and yep. say that. But, I mean, it's any other time, it doesn't matter. Well, this is the first time they're actually doing an audience with two nights also. Yeah, and I, I kind of laugh at that, too, because the idea of that and making the star power... Definitely is a thing that that's leading towards part of how they're doing it because the SmackDown prior, if we can just tangent back to that, which I've been calling it uh, night zero of WrestleMania, is actually going to be a WrestleMania themed SmackDown with the Andre the Giant Battle Royal and uh, what a fatal four way for the SmackDown tag titles. So and I had an answer to that. I thought you were going to ask why is it on SmackDown and not on Mania. Oh, I know exactly why it's on SmackDown. <laughs> because they're taping okay. stuff and they got to throw stuff in there. That, well, that's, no, that's not the reason I was going with. What's, well, what's the reason you've got? Based on what we've heard, they don't want a pre-show. I'm wondering if this is WrestleMania's pre-show the night before. The whole point of a pre-show is to get people to buy the event the same day. I personally blame Otis being on it. I agree that you don't want him on the card. It makes sense. The rumor is the first entrance they want in front of a crowd to be very big. If they do pre-show entrances, it just they believe that it cuts from it, even though it doesn't. But and, and that's, I believe they yeah. took the shows like if it wasn't the big case of returning, like COVID was still rampant, there were no fans. I'm pretty sure the Battle Royal and SmackDown Four Way would be on the kickoff show on night one. Why don't you think it's on the main show then? I think that has a lot to do with, and this could be different because of networks, but I believe Peacock may be on time crunches. Like it's not like network where they can just go to whenever. Whereas Peacock has obligations with other companies to say, you will start at this time, you will start at that time. They have Somewhat. multiple streams, though. They don't have just one stream. Yeah, same as Fight. Where they're, they're, it's well, not like it has no, to end. Yeah, no, but it's like any streaming. That's, that's not how they operate. So they can do whatever they do and go along. I know the Hall of Fame stuff is going to be truncated because that's partly because Peacock apparently wants it smaller. Uh, and they're, they're doing that and it's going to be just quickie taped intros and that's no problem, but for this, the timing-wise has nothing to do with it. They can make this thing be five hours each night, and that's okay. Because it's their own thing still. I think this is just another way to boost ratings. Like We've seen them be desperate to mm -hmm. boost ratings on TV. Boom, easy answer. Have WrestleMania on live TV. There you go. 
I say that I wish that both of those matches were on the WrestleMania, one of the WrestleMania days, so those wrestlers could get a WrestleMania cut. You know, I agree, specifically the SmackDown tag titles. If they do a title change, like specifically the Mysterios, which yeah. seems like they yeah. might, if that's not on WrestleMania, like <laughs> that's a joke. I'm it, sorry. It, There's it, no way. It really feels like they could have at least done it during the pre-show for night two, because exactly. now you've had the first thing back. Um, I'll say this again. Cesaro versus Seth Rollins is going to be a fun match, but I would rather have seen the tag titles involved in that. But at the same time, looking at that six-match lineup, thinking it's going to be, what, from 8 to 11-ish? Six matches in three hours. Uh, yeah, they could have had a, a seventh, because not all these are going to even be that long. Right? Like it's, right. Remember, supposedly they're done. adding... It'll probably be announced by the time this is recording, but apparently they're adding night one, like a five like team women's tag match and the winners face the tag titles the next night for the women's tag championships. Like replace that first match on the night one and actually build contenders. So you already know the match two night or the night two match, excuse me. Yeah. And then night one, you can have the SmackDown tag, like very easy to replace. And then Andre is just on the pre-show over night two. You could have had the contenders on the SmackDown for crying out loud. Like it's, Uh, yeah. Can I also say one other thing? Why doesn't Bailey have a match on this? She's she earned it from this like past year. She she should be on this card somewhere. Yeah, Just that's a, it out there. That's a, th- a thing that I was going to me. mention too. Bailey, uh, Kevin Owens has been like a man of the year kind of stuff with this, the stuff they've been yeah. doing in the past year. And it's kind of weird how Owens kind of had the last chance it with Sami Zayn. Like I, I don't know the actual behind the scenes of it, but it seemed like after he carried. No, sorry, I make it sound one-sided, but after he helped carry the load of the world title matches for the entirety of the winter, he's got a match with, admittedly, his best friend. It's going to be great. They're probably going to love it. It's going to be awesome. But it seems like, okay, he's here too. It really feels like a step down compared to where he was. Same time, Sammy's stepping up, and Logan Paul involved is celebrity stuff, so that's a thing they're doing. That, yep. I, yep, but yeah, there we go. Uh, with, with, uh, with Bailey though, what in the heck? It's that one makes no sense to me at all after she was quite literally one of the women's champions for a year and has been and killing it even with her silly ding dong knock knock show, right? Like it's, I love that. It, I love that. It's been great. If anything, she's going to be there like interviewing Michael Cole. It, like that'll be her her mania segment if anything, <laughs> right? So Mhm. I would you they guys could... have booked her. Uh, to just have a women's battle royal on SmackDown as well with the men's, like they usually do. That's true. Like, they're not. They haven't announced one, have they? Yeah, fair. they're probably not. Yeah. No, and that's the stupid thing. Like you could easily have that match on there, and I don't think anyone would be mad. But no, it'll probably just be some kind of segment where Bailey is upset and wants the uh, a segment with Michael Cole or, or some kind of stuff like that. The, speaking of of hosting and such, we've also got Hulk Hogan and Titus O'Neil as the hosts, <laughs> and. <laughs> That's well, there. There's the reactions there, but uh, from all accounts, Titus is getting the Warrior Award for his stuff. We talked about that last time. That is seemingly confirmed by now. It still hasn't aired yet, but that is pretty awesome. I know we're talking about who the first intros will be. It's probably going to be Hulk Hogan, right? The first music we hear after yeah, the Mania stuff probably, is going to be Real right, American actually. to get the biggest pop, right? <laughs> yeah, I- <laughs> Yeah, that's real American starting off in Florida for a pay per view. Oh, during this time, most during a global pandemic. Yeah. Now, if Ali comes outside and hits him with a guitar, would be great. Why would Ali hit him with a guitar? 
because he's a real American. Okay. That's I was like, I'd 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 like what, what's, what's Elias? What? But I got it. Okay, I got it. The, the thing we have to remember with a lot of the Mania stuff is that they also do segments. And clearly they're going to be doing a fair bit of stuff like that. They got two Hall of Fame classes involved. There's always that kind of stuff as well. There's, as I understand it, no musical act is booked outside of, yeah, Bud Bunny's match. But like <laughs> with the WrestleMania payday, I wouldn't be surprised if they included the, the SmackDown people in that by virtue of it. But at the same time, I could see them easily not doing it because Austin Aries was pissed because he was on the pre-show and he didn't get a cut of the DVD sales because his match wasn't on it. So they've done that stuff before. I can understand that being a thing. You're overlooking that Logan Paul raps also, by the way. Definitely probably might be giving Zayn his entrance. I 100% am overlooking that. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want to go through the full card. We, we, we can kind of bounce around. We've talked about that. The Royal Rumble winners. Do we think the Royal Rumble winners are going to win? Do we think Bianca is going to take the belt? Bear me, I'll go over to you first. I think so, right? This seems like the obvious case. Sasha can afford I the love, loss, but Bianca really can't. I love both these ladies. Let me just say they're two of my favorites. Uh, Sasha has never won a WrestleMania. She's 0-5, 0-6, mm. one of those. So uh, the streak's going to continue. Bianca Belair will be your new SmackDown Women's Champion. Anybody with contrarian opinions? Because I'm of the same opinion on that. A little worried, just a little. A little worried that they might Rhea Ripley her. They might Oscar her. What history? History's on your. Should they make Shayna her? Sasha has Sasha has no one else. I feel like pretty good. They're going to give it to Bianca. Well, yeah. Question: Where are Nia and Shayna booked to? Are they Raw or SmackDown? Raw, I think technically, uh, but they can go. They're on them. both because they have well, the as, titles. So as tag champions, they're the curious. they're the Raw Women's Tag Team Champions. Got yeah. it. Okay. What, why? You said, Sasha, well, you see, I said Boss is done, so I'm wondering because it looks like they're building to those two splitting, so that she would have two new opponents. But that's Raw, so. Well, no, but they're the I'm, tag champions, so they can be on either. So they can go. That's the whole Bianca or uh, Banks Bailey thing last year was. They were bouncing on both, going after right. both titles as champions. And, Right, which the, they still the, are. It doesn't matter. Corbin's on Raw. They had like yeah. Cesaro and Nakamura come over to Raw. Like it doesn't matter. It's it's fictional. They're and the, the draft world. could happen. I think the draft is happening, like for sure. Yeah, but they they are they are like I said, they are the champions, which means they can go with with the easiest of hand wave, even though they don't have to do the hand wave. These guys can. So I said another rumor is that uh, Sasha might be filming more Mandalorian stuff too. So oh yeah, that's going to be coming up. Do it maybe. Yeah. So. Now, on the flip side of that, we have Edge, who's kind of a heel now, which I I said this to GMSG the other night. I do like that he's doing the same storyline when he came back in the Rumble to face Jericho for the world title, and he lost that, and then freaked out and went heel and said, I tried to be the White Knight of SmackDown. It was a bad idea. I kind of like that he's doing that already going into Mania, but I really feel that if there were fans... He would not be a heel right now because they would not let him be a heel right now. And Daniel Bryan would also be the face. Like, it, they wouldn't be booing him. The fans would be loving both these guys going in there against Roman Reigns, who's been epic and amazing and deserves a crowd. Uh, I, I really don't know who to call on that one. It might be Bryan's win just because Edge, I could see him putting him over, but it's Roman. Like, the, if he doesn't lose here, he won't for a while. But it's WrestleMania, and they've set the stage on this. Uh, GMSG, you're a huge Roman fan since you called him coming back and willed it into existence. What do you feel about this match? 
I like all three. I still wish it was a one-on-one. I, I love Brian, but I don't feel like he should be in this, which is so weird looking back on five years ago yeah. or six years ago with the whole Roman not being there and Brian should be there thing. Um, I want Roman to retain because he's built everyone up he faces. Edge is part-timing it really hard, so I don't see him. They could give Brian the last two raw. I don't know. It's it's hard to tell. It is it is interesting because Roman is saying like he's been main eventing I think four WrestleManias now, and this would this will be his fifth. I think we all agree he's going to be main eventing night two. I, I said the GMSG. I kind of wish that he won, or that he had the Daniel Bryan idea happening where he defended against Edge on night one, then against Bryan on night two, so he could main event one WrestleMania twice on both nights. That'd have been fun. That'd have been one for the record books. Paul Heyman would pump, uh, pump that up quite a bit. CT, though, what do you think on this one? Let's work this through. This is closing night two. This is the image that WrestleMania 37, the first show back with fans, is ending on. Are they going to end it with Roman Reigns retaining and holding up that championship? No. Heel winning wouldn't really make sense. Unless it's a major, major moment like cash-in or something really special, heels don't win to main event WrestleMania, at least recently. Then you go, is it going to be Edge? Edge is entirely possible, but if it was Edge, number one, they wouldn't be turning tweener right now because, again, tweener winning, very weird. Why wouldn't you just do one-on-one? I weirdly feel confident in predicting Daniel Bryan holding up that championship, the entire stadium with limited capacity, chanting yes. I think that's where they're going. I don't see another reason why they would add Bryan to this match. I don't see any other direction, really, that they would go for this match. If it wasn't going to be Brian winning the championship, I don't think this match would be main eventing night two. I think they would have given it to McIntyre Lashley because McIntyre, I also feel pretty confident, is winning. So I, I really think it's going to be Brian, but I know that's probably naive to say I feel confident about it because it is just a weird match. But the logic is there. Like you put it all together with the fans and everything, and you see 20,000 or 15 or whatever it is chanting yes for the first time in over a year. Yeah, that would be yeah. pretty awesome. I, I can see that. Bear me, what are you thinking on this? And this is one of the toughest matches, SmackDown matches, at least for me to predict. You can make a case for either guy. Either guy. If they're turning Edge heel, it kind of feels like maybe he could steal the title win. You know what I mean? Like, he's the ultimate opportunity. Or not, not, yeah, it's the ultimate opportunity. It's rated our superstar. But, um... I... I want to say Roman retains because I don't think they're going to give it to Brian. I just I just don't think they're going to do it. And but the thing is is if Roman wins, who's he like feud with next? I mean, the only couple people I could think of is really Big E or Cesaro maybe. So, it, you can make a case for anybody, but if I had to put money on it, I'd pick Roman Reigns. I could see with like if it's Edge or Brian, I could see Edge wanting his one-on-one, so I could see him getting a rematch for a one-on-one in that case. If he didn't take the loss, that is, or even if he did, mm-hmm. and it, like he was cost it, um, because it's Cesaro. And you can do that could, at SummerSlam, exactly. Or I mean, Money in the Bank. Like they're, they're, they, bank. they don't wait anymore, like they used to for that kind of stuff. But for Edge, yeah, I could see SummerSlam would make sense for that. Um, you mentioned uh, Cesaro. You mentioned Big E. Uh, Nakamura even as well has been kind of like in that conversation as well. It, it it's not out of the ordinary to see some of these guys elevated up to that point. Maybe they don't really yeah. do they don't really do heel versus heel, but you could kind of do it because of the history. I 
I'm I'm honestly torn on that match. It's, like, yeah, it it would be a, a wild one, definitely. Um, Red, I know we, we talked about uh, a lot about the build and the story, and we we've talked about this one a fair bit. And I usually go to you for this side of things too. But what do you feel on this triple threat? Oh, I got Edge standing uh, tall at the end of the night. I think uh, Brian was added to keep it in. I don't think they have any faith in Roman taking a pin. He doesn't need to take a pin. He shouldn't take a pin. He's protected. Uh, they just had him tap out on pay-per-view. <laughs> he didn't tap out. The record book said yes. he did not tap no, out. But, but he, he tapped. So <laughs> you can't say that he didn't look weak if you, that's what you're saying. But I That's guess, like I guess saying you. somebody did a low blow and they got disqualified. Yeah, but they no, still they got did a low blow. But... Yeah, they still got the low blow. It still happened. You can't say it didn't happen just because it didn't end. I, I get you, though. such I get a you. discreet tap. No, no. Too. I, get, I, like I, get, I get what you're saying, though. Yeah, like it's. But I, I really do that. Think Edge is going to win the night. I think Dan Bryan is going to uh, take the loss, and we're going to end up getting Roman Reigns and Edge one on one at the next pay per view to give everybody what they supposedly really wanted. I wanted the triple threat all along. I like the fact that all three men have come back from basically career-ending illnesses or uh, injuries. Yep. And now they're all having a triple threat match for main event mania. Like they this never would have ever happened. They all had to give up a world title at some point because of that. Uh, Brian, uh, the IC as well, I believe. Uh, it's kind of wild to think of that. And they actually have been promoting it a little bit with that, like showing like here's where it was and here's where it is now, showing them lost it and back and then mania. So I, I do like part of that. And something to, to that end, like we talked about Edge being the tweener and Red, I'll kind of stay with you here. Do you think the fans are going to cheer Edge anyway? Like the, the the audience or the the show might be saying, oh yeah, Edge is the bad guy. We're going to put in the boo crowd noise. But the fans who are going to be there seeing Edge, they might not go along it's, with the script, right? I, I, I think <laughs> yeah. they did really bad by booking him heel. I think if anything, kept, kept, should have kept him as a tweener. Like, oh, you no. got your face, you got no, your face. No, now he's a tweener. tweener. No, no, he he was a face oh, all along. Like now he's tweener. Heel now. Well, it's because he's doing it to Daniel Bryan, but he's also doing it to Roman Reigns. Is there so. a chance Daniel Bryan gets a negative reaction due to people not wanting him in the triple threat? Reigns also easily could be cheered because everyone loves him because he's the best wrestler they have. Mm-hmm. So, like, I I'm very interested to see the fan reaction. I'm excited to see the fans with this because let let's spin this around over to the other world title on night one: Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. They're gonna cheer Lashley like crazy. They're not gonna boo this man because they seem many people seem very happy he's the champ, but they also love Drew. So that's kind of face versus face, even though they're not really doing that. Even though he just beat up the hurt business, and it's I don't know. Both world title matches are interesting to me, and it, it does go back a bit to like I said about the lack of the hype, where it's not there because we literally saw McIntyre versus Lashley for the world title what two months after Mania last year. It was just a match, and it was good. But it was like, I think, like you said, CT, just one of Drew's challengers. And now it's the Mania main event. It's kind of like, that's all you got? Even though they both they both clearly deserve it and have put everything into that, even with the, the quick build it's been. But it just doesn't feel, I don't know, it, it's lacking something in its own way. Am I, am I crazy on that? Lacking logic. It's lacking sense. It's lacking a build. Because they had ch- at Chamber, literally on the night of Elimination Chamber, they were like, wow, we got to have McIntyre defend against someone. Let's rush a story out. And then they rushed the story. And then they didn't even build it on Fastlane. <laughs> they didn't even use their show in between to build this match. Yeah. So, like, 
yeah, they're just is this is lacking something called a build. It, it, Lashley should have won Money in the Bank in general, but imagine okay, SummerSlam they sit down, they want to do this match. Lashley takes the briefcase off of Otis. You have this big build, like it works. No, you just rushed it. The, I think the Miz whole thing also genuinely hurt this because like, people were so happy to see the Miz's champion and were so genuinely pissed. I think even those who are really excited for Lashley, it's not you know. Like you have to have one or the other, but like I think that really hurt the momentum. I really like this build has been atrocious for me. Bear me, do you like the build? I do not, and I love Bobby Lashley as champion. I've I've sung his praises before Rumble. I thought him and the Hurt Business was the one good thing that was booked on Raw. I've been I even wanted Lashley to win the Rumble, but it, it there's just been no build to this. It none besides like they're wanting. Like their one encounter that they've had, like, no, nah, it doesn't feel main event worthy. And I think that match actually opens night one of WrestleMania. I can so. see that. I know Drew said he wants to either be the main event of the whole thing or the first match out to be with the fans. So I wouldn't be surprised if Drew McIntyre was the first wrestler to head out for a match. Uh, GMSG, what do you think on on this one? It's been a mess. Her business imploded. They beat the crap out of Sheamus, who Drew's been feuding with for two and a half months of being his best friend that's mad at him, and he defends him, but then he also then beats down a lot of the face roster because no one will approach him? Like, I don't know what's going on between both Lashley and Drew's minds, but they're all just being stupid right now. (laughs) Everyone is an enemy to them, and it makes no sense to either of them. It is kind of weird, like, seeing Lashley go and put the hit out and you get faces accepting it. Like I get the opportunity, but it just goes against what you've historically seen and does kind of make you go, huh? Even though it is makes sense to go after that opportunity, but you would have thought some, I don't know, bigger names would have gotten involved and eventually Corbin did. So that's the whole thing. Uh, Red, what do you think on this whole lack of build as I think we're all coming to the consensus to? I mean, the whole point of this match Again, feels forced. We've sat here and we said it. We put it in. It's. It was something we want Drew in front of a crowd. I've said that twice now. It's. They're booking for the crowd. That's all it is. As far as the build towards the match, yes, it makes zero sense for a business to play mafia mind games and put hits out and all that jazz. I I, I disagree with it. I think that's smart business, but it's also the coward heel, which. That is definitely against all the things that they just built him being a face two weeks ago. So it, they don't know what they're doing. They, this all feels, again, forced. The whole Drew walking up to faces and saying, why don't you fight me? No, what he is more trying to do is a leader room locker, or a locker room leader and trying to say, if it were me, I don't care what the deal is. I'll take him out. It's a stepping stone. You get up to the top. All of you guys are soft, blah, blah, blah. He's more or less trying to pump them up to be aggressive instead of laissez-faire in the back, just chilling. Which, we, we've heard Undertaker say that, but there's there seem to be skating the line of talking about it on actual TV. It doesn't help that the whole mafia thing with the Hurt Business, when you have MVP being the liaison, and then he gets mad at um, Shelton and Cedric for not winning in that, but hurting their opponent. Yet, on the opposite brand, you have Roman as the head mafia guy, who will put in work. He always tells his cousin to get him. His cousin has is like 0-13, but still beats the crap out of the opponents. And Paul does li- liaison work with the head of the business, like Pierce, 
But MVP can't do that, so it's kind of like second rate to both of them. I know Roman's even talked about that. Like he he likes what the hurt business is, like the other side of it. So he they're they're specifically trying to make sure it's not the same thing on both brands. I, I do feel confident saying that, but th- that just makes one weaker, obviously, in that sense. Re- regarding, I guess the the last thing we'll really talk about with WrestleMania, I th- th- there's a couple things I want to kind of go through them briefly. I am kind of amazed that we don't have The Fiend and Randy Orton in something fantastical as of yet. We've got Raw tomorrow as of this recording, so they might make it a Firefly match for all we know. But does anybody else see this being like just a straight up one-on-one like that after all the weird ones they've done? Like, It's going to be in front of a crowd, it right? Or... It, can't, it can't be, right? With all this buildup they've had, it can't just be a normal one-on-one. It had to be a cinematic match. Um... Was <laughs> Cena's with him labeled as a specialty match? Because it could be just like that, where it wasn't it, labeled. But cool. It was Firefly. It, it was labeled, yeah. Was it? Dang. Yeah. I think they're worried, like, they don't obviously don't want to screw over their fans who are out there literally risking their lives to go to the show, which I can respect and appreciate that. But, mm. like, God, I don't want to see them. Re- like, let's go back to WrestleMania 33 when they did this, and it sucked, and it was horrible. They're... And these two don't have good chemistry. Like, this is definitely where you need a Firefly Funhouse match. Yeah. But they're, I'm so worried they're not going to do it. They're um... going to call back to it, too. They're going to have, I bet they're going to have that worms on the ring thing again. They're going to do something like that. They're oh. going to call back. No, no, but it's going to be like, that's the reaction they want. It's like, haha, Roy Orton doesn't give a shit. It's going to be something like that. What if that. they do the they House of, of Horrors it. again? Yeah, yeah but like no, they, you're right. They end up in the House of Horrors, you but know? there is no See, cinematic match. that would be match. so good for the, if it was a Firefly Funhouse. That's so good mm-hmm. history that you could do. Yeah. But like, it's not going to work. Um, but it's, there, there's, you're right, though. There's no cinematic because they're all going to be in the ring because nothing on this card is not going to be in the ring because it's for the yeah. crowd. To, well, which, again, is admittedly good for the show, for the broadcast. It looks great, but... If any would be this one, I could see them going somewhere because that's really what people want out of this one. It also might be the fact that it's on a really stacked like night card because that triple threat match for the Universal Style, there's no rules then. And we know those three are going to beat the crap out of each other because they've been doing it the last month on SmackDown. Then you have Biggie and Apollo in this Nigerian drum match, which mm-hmm. is going to be awesome. But those two have been beating each other up constantly with stairs and weapons. So maybe it's that card is too overstacked with stips compared to the first night where it's just a steel cage match is the one stip. That is what I was going to mention as well, that Nigerian drum fight, which when he, he said that, I was like, I don't know what that is, but I want it. That sounds great. Where apparently you beat you, you up so bad, it sounds like you're drumming. Like, like uh, it. Yeah, I didn't realize until now we're probably not getting a cinematic or we are going to while they set something up, which... For all we know, could be for the drum fight, or could be some kind of fancy thing for Logan Paul to come out there with a red carpet for Sammy's premiere, whatever. Like they, they could do, broadcast this match while they set stuff up in the ring. It'd or be so good. They just I, I think it would be completely respectable to have a cinematic match on both nights midway through the cards. You could disinfect and clean the ring in the ringside area. I know New Japan, every single show does a break in the middle and they just go cut to commercials for 20 minutes, you know, mm. as they do that. It'd be perfectly respectable to do that and it would be smart and safe, but, you know. So the last the last real <laughs> media that. thing that I wanted to talk about was perfectly respectable stuff like Bad Bunny. GMSG, I'm going right to you. Um, <laughs> you're, oh, yeah. Yes. Now, this, this match, from all intents and purposes, from what... I keep seeing repeated, because Triple H even said this, I know after the last one we did, 
where Triple H has said people coming in and being fans of the business and working hard and doing all this stuff, he actually said Pat McAfee and Bad Bunny in the same breath. Even though they said they are very different, which is I found very funny after the last podcast. Uh, or the one before, rather. But with with Bad Bunny, like yeah, I've, I've said before, this is a, a big celebrity thing. This is bringing eyes to the product. And he's a merch seller. That's part of what it is. Like, he, he is for like it or not he's part of the hype even though he doesn't get any of us hype but it's the outside hype the 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 part-time eyes he is part of that hype but i i this we've said this before but this isn't going to stay one-on-one right are they going to tag it or are they really going to go one-on-one bad bunny versus the miz and miz <sighs> has like it's not gonna be long either right like the, his entrance is gonna be longer than the match i feel like this is gonna be 10 minutes in and out tops Unless they do some tag shenanigans, right? So, not many of you know this, but after one of the recent podcasts, I think it was CT triggered me, and I just lost my shit for like a good hour and argued about Bad Bunny compared to Pat McAfee and other athletes or celebrities that have come in. And I wish this was a tag. If this was a tag, I'd have zero issues with it. Mm. But if you don't question the fact about Bad Bunny's size, pay attention on Raw this week and last week and the weeks before that man is wearing a sweater that is like four times larger than it should be. And he's wearing the baggiest pants from the seventies to hide the fact he is smaller than Connor McGregor. Now I'll, I'll jump in there that yeah, depending how they do it has nothing to do with anything because they can portray no. him however they want. He dropped Miz with a Here punch. Here we go. That's it. <laughs> oh right? yeah. But I so, mean, if he came out without a shirt or anything, Oh Which I tell. my god! No, he'll he'll it be in be like, like his SWAT vest on oh, the yeah. poster. He'll be that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, like, he, he might be Priest small. Knocked but, out Miz. I mean, they they had Ronda Rousey beating up Triple H at WrestleMania, and she's tiny in, in comparison too. Like it's they can make it whatever they want to. Is he going oh, to be can. good at it? I don't like, and that I think that's no. part of what you were saying. Where and in the in that unrecorded to, McAfee and. You, yeah, and you just yeah. compared a trained athlete who's has yeah. a belt in fighting to but, but what I was gonna a guy say, that though, has no history. Is you've got people like McAfee who's like the actual athlete who can pick up the athleticism. Yeah, Bad Bunny's doing his stuff. I don't know what kind of athletes he has. Apparently none professionally or amateur. But can he actually do the story stuff required? And I'll say this, like a McMahon would? Possibly. So far, so good from what we've seen. But that dive off the top wasn't that great. But the punch was. It's. I will. I will I, say he's probably going to do a Snoop Dogg level dive or oh something. Yeah. It, <laughs> like that's, that's as much as I can hope for. I I really feel this match will be unoffensive. I also think it's unneeded, <laughs> and I am not excited for it in any way. Uh, uh, Bear me. I'll flip over to you because I know you you've been talking about this one a bit. What's your opinion on this one? Kind of sucks for Miz that uh, he's going to have to do this job, but <laughs> yeah. Uh... I, I'm very interested. I want to see what Bad Bunny's got. I want to see if he's going to be any good in the ring or if it's just going to be a complete shit show. So, I mean, I'm I'm hyped for it. And I think uh, I think it'll be him and Damian Priest celebrating in the ring after Bad Bunny's win. Oh, yeah. I think that'll be the case, definitely, either way. Uh, CT, what have you got on this one? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not excited for it. I think this, when it was a tag match, it's fine, because, like, the justification is it gets over Damian Priest. At this point, I don't really know who it gets over, really. I guess you could have Priest celebrate with him after, but, like, that's drastically, I think, less impressive or less good. I'm sure Bad Bunny is going to do good. Like, props to him. He spent months, apparently, training, like, basically every day, really, you know, trying to give the best performance he can. But, like, if Miz beats him, well, yeah, he's a celebrity. You don't expect him to be, you know former two-time WWE champion, you don't expect Bad Bunny to win. If Bad Bunny wins, well then, oh, the two-time WWE champion just lost to a celebrity. It's just, now it's not, like, I don't see the purpose. It's not getting anyone over. Hopefully Bad Bunny does good, but like, eh, I don't know. It's just, it's not for me. Red, what do you got on this one? Is it a, this the kind of story you want to see out of wrestling? Actually, I do. I The whole gimmick of the celebrity coming in into our house, we got to protect it kind of thing. I'm so tired of hearing about it. It's it's happened. It's gonna happen. It's gonna keep happening. So complaining that celebrities are getting involved. Oh well. Now would I have liked the tag team match? Yes. But based on rumor mills, there's too many injuries on the fact of John Morrison and Damian Priest. So they made it into a single match. They said they could be good for the match to make it a tag team. That's the reason why I believe they kept it a singles match. Just keep it like scheduled. Uh, the last minute they need to change it they can but if it continues to be a one man versus one man match i think it's going to be a quick like couple shots maybe a distraction blah 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 roll up like i, I get that uh bad bunny has been doing working out and getting stronger or whatever but you can't take somebody worth that much money and just have them start doing physical activities that could possibly injure him to stop his actual career Never know in a wrestling ring accidents happen. So, well, I'll I'll piggyback on that a little bit because yeah, you might be there for three months, but take anybody who's not had any kind of training like that. I don't expect a WrestleMania caliber match out of three months of training. From that being your starting point, or even if it was six, like there there's people who have been in their NXT system who are independent wrestlers who don't even make TV for a year. But he, like, you know what I mean? Like, the, it's, it's a weird situation with that, I feel. But if they're able to train him specifically to do specific things, which is how I believe they, they've done it. I know uh, Ronda even started out that way. It's like, train it a specific way. This is what you're going to learn. This is what we're doing. That could easily be what it is if, if they're going towards that. Uh, I'd much rather see Damian Priest have a WrestleMania match. That'd have been cool. Like, Damian Priest versus The Miz with Bad Bunny in his corner. Cool. That makes a lot more sense. But if he's hurt, he's hurt. Like, there's only so much you can do with that, let's be honest. So, is it lacking hype? I know Bear Me said he's hyped to see the train wreck of that. That's it. That's that's not the hype <laughs> we're talking about here, man. It's it's more a case of the overall. Like, we got we got almost, well, I mean, not almost all the titles. Like, half the titles. They have so many. But there's a lot of the titles. There's some big singles matches. Like, yeah, we can say what we want about Strowman and Man, but it's a steel cage match. Shane's a draw. That's That's a thing. Uh, we've got Fiend is back and all this stuff. It is, it still seems kind of flat. Like it seems like two good shows, but altogether it wouldn't really fit as, uh, as one WrestleMania, even if it was what, 12 matches, which is historically what they've kind of done. This is exactly, I think what they deserve to be honest. Like this is they're sowing, you know, the crops of the seeds they planted. We talked about this on the show before, like 
they have these band-aid solutions to not building stars which is the part-timers which is having the title just be on brock which is these title reigns you know we've seen like continually instead of making new stars and making a future they do that and now since they don't have those band-aids all their wounds are exposed you know Mm -hmm. i think when you look at a company and you say for a show well the stories are all bad and i don't care and the wins and losses don't matter they've established before drew mcintyre in his WWE title reign he didn't defend once against someone who won at mania for the entire year every single person either was lost at mania or didn't show up at it wasn't there for me at mania for whatever reason uh which is like wow that's embarrassing uh so the wins and losses don't matter the matches the none of them have a good story so when the best you can say is well they in the biggest wrestling company in the world the superstars are good so the match itself can overcome not having a good story and probably not having a lot of good time and it's just it's why would i care why should i have faith in apollo cruz versus Big E when fastlane was as bad as it i mean the match itself was good don't get me wrong but like the ending was how it was like they don't it doesn't matter i don't care like sure the in-ring action probably will be good i think both cards look good as far as that but like nothing matters i have no investment because it doesn't matter the next night after every pay-per-view it starts a new month and then they're going to book towards money in the bank or whatever and it's going to be completely new there's nothing for me to invest with no stories nothing it just it's meaningless it's meaningless content that's what wwe is they're no longer booking a wrestling promotion they're no longer booking good stories they're no longer doing any narratives they're building they're just doing content and it's boring jimmy C, what do you think on that well, after that TED talk, um, <laughs> I, I mean, one of the things that hyped me up for the show recently for a match I wasn't excited for, hey, hey, hop, hop. But, I mean, <laughs> there are definitely some matches I'm really excited for, but it just feels like a normal pay-per-view this year, other than the, you know, five days of nonstop things before it. But See, that is, <sighs> that's a whole other discussion, too, with the... The, the takeover and the SmackDown and the Hall of Fame and then Raw and, and NXT surrounding it. It's... This is something I remember with uh, the UFC talked about it, and I know I'll contradict part of it as I go, but the way the UFC worked is they'd have pretty much a, an event every week, and they might have one in Tampa, and then they'd have one in Vegas, then they'd have one in Prague, and then they'd have one in London, and it was all over the place, and people would say, oh man, there's too many cards, there's too many fights. And their argument was, they're not all for you. You can watch them all, but that was for the London audience, and that one's for Prague. We're satisfying the demand around the world. The way that WWE is promoting this stuff is, look, there's nine days, all for you. It's like, oh, yeah, no, you really are saying it's all together, even though TakeOver is its own thing compared to it. Mania's going to build off the back of Raw and SmackDown and follow with another Raw. It is kind of its own animal in a way, but... To go to what CT said, there's nothing really special about it because it really feels like they're filling shows in a lot of ways. I personally, based on the build and the promos alone, am probably most hyped about Cesaro versus Rollins, which is one of the least mania-looking matches of the whole thing. That's just a match with two guys. The it's only other be match, damn good, ain't it? I know the only other match like that, literally, is Wyatt Norton. Because even Owens and Zayn has a WrestleMania celebrity now, like it or not. And Bad, like bad Bunny, that's the only match that's just straight up one-on-one. And I can't wait for that. Because they seem like they're going to make the most of this. And just go balls to the wall. It's going to be awesome. Bear me, what's your opinion of the hype of all this? And, 
and you know to follow on what we've already said here. Well, I kind of agree with mainly all of you that have pretty much all said that what needs to be said. I am really looking forward to Cesaro and Seth Rollins. I think that match is just going to be a banger. Cesaro's going to spin him around for like five minutes. It'll be great. But yeah, the hype, like I said, it's mania season. I'm hyped for it, but like like I've been saying, it just doesn't feel like mania to me. It's, something's off this year, and I, I just I can't put my finger on it. Red, do you have any uh, thoughts on that? Do you know what the missing element is? Because I mean, you, you've been talking about the crowd as being a big factor. That might be it once we get there where it feels like mania, but... The best thing I can argue on their sake is they are booking for the crowd, hoping that the crowd likes it. And then if the crowd likes it, it makes the audience participation, like, it builds from there. And it looks good on TV. On a normal, if it, well, yes, that has to add to it. But if they put this on a normal WrestleMania with crowd, it, I believe they get shitted on. Like, this is not a mania worth of matches. There are some. But typically, a lot of the manias, you look forward to all the matches the whole night through, minus one or two. This one, hell, I'm looking forward to two, maybe three matches out of the 12 that are announced so far. Like, Now, is it, is that a lack of the hype, like we said? Like, there's no Undertaker, there's no Goldberg. I know a lot of people here don't like him, but I do. But no Undertaker. Styles is in a random tag match. And I say random because it felt that way. It's... So, some of the, like the decisions just seem like oh well they're they're there but what's there doesn't matter that could it be something like that maybe I don't want to see what Omos can do in the ring though I am kind of hyped for that match if AJ wins he becomes a Grand Slam champ too so that's, that's kind of cool it's like when Biggie uh, Biggie had his first match at twenty nine teaming with Ziggler against Team Elno for the tag champs so like mm-hmm. it's not unpre- unprecedented it's random like you know for sure but but I like it crazy. yeah yeah kind of like it. I guess the... I think the card itself is good. Like uh, on paper, mm-hmm. if they sat yeah. down at SummerSlam and was like, "This is the card," I would be like, "Wow, really good job, guys!" But I was, like, I was going to say, "You all need to build better than this." <laughs> is there anything here that you outright don't like? That's Off like, oh, not like I, I don't want this at all. Because, like I said, if this was a twelve-card SummerSlam or fourteen with the women's that whatever it is, if if that was it, this is SummerSlam or or Mania, whatever. Like it's solid, but is there anything here that stands out? Like, mm, not for me. I don't want that at all. Literally, I think Bad Bunny with Miz. I think that's the only one. Oh, I guess Braun and Shane. Braun and Shane. Those are my two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but they could just fix the Bad Bunny one if it was a tag match. I think if that's I a agree. tag match, I don't think anyone has a problem with it at all. Yeah, I agree. Braun and Shane, definitely. Yeah, that one. That one's definitely. easily. I was mad when they announced that. You guys aren't going to like me. I'm not looking forward to Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. Uh, the Logan Paul edition I, helps that argument, I think, a lot. Yeah, yeah. it it detracts right. it, even though it brings well, it eyes must, to it. It's must it be a troll job. There's no another... way you book that match, the indie like number one indie darling match, and then you have Logan. Like it must be a troll, right? And I to think make so, yeah. things worse, that jackass of a celebrity is 14 minutes was born 14 minutes away from me, and I. He's, I think we're almost the same age. So he was on the football team, probably on the field across from me in high school. So <laughs> that is just a terrorizing moment to go and Logan Paul was there. I could have hit him and stopped any, everything if I heard him. <laughs> like, it, that is like, oh. So we know what you'll be thinking of during the, the Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens match. About oh, how, how you could have like, boat? what, hit, like stopped Hitler is what you're saying? Is that what you do? <laughs> like. <laughs> You could have traveled back in time and made sure it didn't happen if only you'd known. Like, 
I guess that's it. Do you th- Logan Paul. Do you, do, you, do you think Owens is going off the pirate ship? If not, I hope he throws Logan Paul because I think the entire wrestling world would cheer that moment on. Well, and did, that would be the S moment. Remember when he, he uh, powerbombed uh, Machine Gun Kelly? The, he kind of got a face pop out of that. Oh, so. God, that was another Cleveland guy. Oh, right? God. That's not what? No, stop. Oh. <laughs> Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, is it the Logan Paul stuff you don't like or does that match in general? That match in general. I've seen it multiple times, and with a story as big as there is, like, the first time I saw them, I believe it was in NXT, and they built up the feud between the two. Mm-hmm. I was all on board. Now it just seems like the main roster audience hasn't seen this match like on this big of a scale, so we're going to blow it up. Well, I, I don't think they're doing that. I think it's, again, I... The story of the buildup is not there. So if we're asking about the hype for oh, yeah. it, I don't have any of it. I was going to say, because they were in the the IC title match against each other previously at Mania. So they've actually been at this stage, literally. But I get it. The, the reason for this match seems so random where Owens just was, he wronged Sammy. It didn't even really spin off their history. It was more just, he was upset about the whole documentary crew and that's it. It was kind of weird. It, I, I do like, though, how there's the two random singles matches of men that just randomly appeared in the last two, three weeks, really, of Cesaro and Seth and Owens and Sammy are basically two main events of basically ROH mm-hmm. history. Like, old guys that were indie legends. Yep. And Riddle, for that matter, fits that bill as well uh, from being on some indie stuff, but he kind of fast-tracked it through. But I'm going to go over to Braun hey. and Shane. I, I, I kind of want to see what they do, but I hope Shane doesn't die. That's all I hope for. It'll be fine, and Braun's going to put him through it, but I don't hate that one. I just, I'm just i tired of Shane matches. like uh, Him looking credible against monsters, I'm, I'm, I've been over that since the Kane days. Uh, but You're tired of the best in the world? Yeah. Well, no, the best in the world was a fun gimmick. I like that. Personally, the, the one I'm least looking forward to is probably the Bad Bunny thing, just because I don't care. And I also don't like his music, so I'm not even going to like the entrance for that matter, right? And Sorry, Jimishi, but I don't really like the Hop Hop song that much either. It's not as good as their other ones, I think. that th- Those were far better. But I disagree. I thought this one was better. Yeah? Oh, yeah. How so? Uh, uh, my opinion is I liked it better. <laughs> no, but, no. Yeah, it seemed like it had better <laughs> lyrics, it had better beat. Like, okay, yeah. Uh, no, the Braun one was my top one. The, this one's second. The tag team one from last year did, doesn't hold up well, trust me. I listened to all of them recently. That one's a little sour. <laughs> Don't you have a shirt, have shirt from one of them? Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. I have the shirt from the tag one, yeah. CT, this, uh, from, from the world of sport over to this, what, what do you think of, of the entertainment side? Do you think they're going to do much for WrestleMania regarding that, or just pretty much it's matches time? Like, Oh, it's WrestleMania. It's like the Oscars, right? Like, yeah. I, actually, I feel very similar to both. It's just like, don't give me the skits. Don't give me the bullshit. Don't give me the commercials. Oh, we're, no, all we're, the legends. we're getting our truth. We're getting crazy. We're, yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, don't give me all that, though. I just want the match. Give me, like, give me the good, just like match and then great match and then great match and then great match. I don't need. It's like when I watch the Oscars, give me the awards. They don't need any of the other shit, you know? So I actually feel very similar. But no, I'm sure they're going to do a ton and I'm sure it's going to yeah. get good media attention. It is, you know, it's, it is WrestleMania. You know what you're getting into. And if to expect anything else it would make you, yeah, I think you'd be an idiot. So. Well, I think we can close out the WrestleMania talk there. The, the main. The main thing I think about that is we're going in with lower expectations, which usually means for stuff like the random cards, they overachieve. And we're like, that was good. I'm hopeful for that. 
me the uh, eternal optimist here. I'm hopeful we're going in like, yeah, it's Mania. It looks all right. And we come out going, yeah, that was great. And they don't, you know, Ring of Honor it or AW it at the end. And I'm not hating on those just because they're those. I just mean the last two pay-per-views ended with a fart. I really hope we don't get that here and it's something bad. But if they deliver what is on paper, it'll be great. It'll be good. It might not be like one of the more memorables, but I don't think any of us will regret our time spent. Uh, yeah. I will say it will be the best ending if they somehow have Roman winning as a heel and he cheered for the first time in the five years. Oh, yeah. Of nope. the main event of WrestleMania. Think that of would be that. the biggest FU. That would be one of those moments I never thought I would see. Uh, which is a great segue to the last thing we're going to talk about here, where <laughs> the Stone Cold podcast, the Stone Cold Sessions, I think they're called, or the Broken Skull Sessions, is going to have Chris Jericho on. He of AEW fame currently, but also of a 20-some year WWE career. Uh, this, There was a teaser on April Fool's Day, which of course people were like, nah. But then they revealed it with him on the set on April 2nd, and people went, what, it's real? And I know we all were like, what the hell? This is wild. And yeah, they've already revealed the backstory behind it where Jericho really loved one of the interviews and reached out and Austin's like, I want you on. Jericho said, sure. And they cleared it. Uh, Austin went to Vince a couple times and double checked because he, quote, knows how he can get with texts and got the okay to bring him on. That's no problem. And Jericho cleared it with Tony Khan like late March. And yeah, he's on. And they're going to talk about his career, which again is a 20-year WWE career plus time previously in WCW and around the world. I would not be surprised if they mentioned AEW. Uh, they, they very well could, or at least say what you've been to, or like New Japan. But there's enough they can talk about where they don't. The, the main thing here is people have been reacting. And uh, I mean... Friends of ours we, we've seen uh, are saying, like, this is astonishing. This is ridiculous. This is insane. They're letting a competitor on the product. Yeah, they do what they do. They don't They don't not know what they're doing in senses like that. I, I got to feel. It's a calculated risk. It's going to get eyeballs on their show. This is contrarian to what I've said about Impact launching on Thursdays by putting Kenny Omega on the broadcast. It's like, he's not your guy. Why are you, why are you using that to draw your eyeballs? Because he won't be there next time. This, though, it's during the WrestleMania week. It's a big deal. Here we go. Yeah, people know him. Some people don't even have any idea where he went. And to those who are like, oh, of course people know what AEW is. No, it happens a lot where people leave and come back, even during the Monday Night Wars. When people would leave and come back, it's like, oh, God, I've missed him. I wonder where he's been. Like, they didn't they didn't watch Nitro. It's just... It's the, the audience is so big. We get people who are outside of our bubble. It's easy to forget stuff like that. So there will be people who just... Oh, Jericho's back. Cool. It It's, it's going to be that way. I am surprised because I never thought I'd see it like this blatant. Like I think we talked last week about the Hall of Fame with guys coming back, but he's coming back and he's apparently still under contract for another year or two with AEW. It's, I mean, it's not like it's on Raw or anything. It, it's it's going to be in commercials, yeah, but he's on the podcast on the network, which is the glorified podcast that is. Uh, Abirmi, what what do you think on this situation, like? I mean, we can talk about are you going to watch it. I'm pretty sure we're all going to watch it at some point. It's on Peacock, blah, blah, yeah. blah. But what, what's your take on this? I think it's kind of a big deal. You know, like you said, you were, you were surprised. I'm surprised. I think the biggest surprise is this means Stone Cold to AEW confirmed, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck off. But, yeah. 
but but yeah, I'm I'm hyped to see if they if they even mention AEW at all. I don't know if they will. I, um, I mean, I'm I'm kind of shocked that Vince actually okayed this, but the, I'm hyped. I'm hyped. The funniest thing, looking back on this, by the way, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just remember because we're thinking like this is the first time an AEW guy, technically no. a coach of AEW and superstar Billy Gunn was yeah. on the WWE Network two years ago, almost to this day. No, it's it's not the first time. Well, I didn't say that. It's still just like a, yeah. oh, that's a weird yeah. kind of moment is more yeah. what that is. Everyone's but, forgetting that... Uh, that badass Billy Gunn was the, the, on the network too. Part of the Hall of Fame speech. He said, "I'll buy that pissant company so I can fire you again." Like that, it's they've done that before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for the for the sake of it, we've been watching the stuff on the WWE Network, and they'll close out and have ads in between, and it's been a shot of the crowd, and on the Titantron has been Dean Ambrose. That's. <laughs> It's just it's been used. I think with the the shift to Peacock, it, it's it's finally gone. But that's been there. I saw that earlier this year. Like that, yeah. We can talk about the Vince revisionist history, and he wants to do this and kill the competition, whatever. And I'll maintain that if he really wanted to kill the competition, he would have moved something. Not to say this is negative, but stronger to kill Dynamite, not just you know kind of go neck and neck and fall behind. That said, I I know like f- friend of the show Matt, he he talked about this a bit too. Where, like, it's like, this is competition. He's astonished at what happened. This makes no sense. And yeah, under the historic stuff where we're looking at it, yeah, it's weird. It's real weird. Because AEW is the strongest competitor financially, at least, they've had. But they're also, like, I mean, WWE's had stuff with Impact footage and Ring of Honor footage when they were promoting stuff over the past years. So this is the first time we've really seen that outside of the Billy Gunn thing, like you said. It's... To me, it's more like, huh, they're doing it. But I'm not surprised at the same time because it's th- there is a bit of a precedent for working with others like this. Even freaking Elijah Burke was on up, 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 down, down. I said three ups uh, a couple of years back, and he was this total indie guy at the point. Like, it, that's how they're they're kind of treating it. It's like, yeah, this guy is able to come over here and talk about stuff that's not related to the competition. Ha ha. Or he does. CT, I'll, I'll, I'll post a question to you here with this. Do you think if they have this full interview and don't mention AEW, are people going to be disappointed? Oh, no, they didn't mention the competition. Hey, of course they will. Of yeah. course they will be. But, when, but like, all it is is like, <laughs> I think WU, you can see if they're with how they're treating AEW now compared to how they treated AEW when they first started, mm-hmm. they're not worried about AEW. They're not competition. Nope. It's like when Liger came over and worked at NXT. Like, yes, technically you are giving a boost to a yeah. very famous indie guy working in New Japan, PWG. You know, you are technically giving a boost to this guy, but like, it's not direct competition. They're not worried about AEW. And quite frankly, they have no reason to be. But like, yeah, this is, I guarantee you, a, a year ago when Dynamite was starting, this would be off the table. Absolutely not. Yeah. I think the fact that he's on here, Vince doesn't care. He's just like, sure. I think, it's, I think it speaks a lot to how they view AEW. It goes back to what we said before, too. When Big Show left, He they gave him like all the props. Like, cool, go get the money. They'll use you well. And Vince like, called him and said, yeah, good, good yeah. decision. Good move. And, yeah. and the they thing is, care. two high-level people in either company, Cody Rhodes, who's a vice president, and Triple H, who... He's basically head of the family, or going to be head of the family probably in a couple of years of the company, are constantly talking. Mm-hmm. The Dusty Rhodes classic, the Rhodes name, like, they're constantly in communication and they have no beef. Like, Yes, they will definitely reference beef on TV. They <laughs> do that constantly, but... 
there there's a bit more of a sign of respect though well, yeah. it's it, it is a thing too. Like people talk about the disconnects, and when when Brody Lee died, we saw a lot of that finally got pulled away. Where it's like, no, there's not this huge rift like you think. Now, that said, yeah, there is still a level of corporate back and forth where USA might be like, no, 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 don't don't air it during Raw, right? Like well, there could be that kind of thing where the the networks aren't allowing certain aspects, but they can put it on their Twitter and their their the Peacock stuff or whatever that they're allowed. And if NBC says no to Peacock, well, so be it. But it's airing on Peacock, so eh. There, there's levels to that, and there's got to be contractual stuff with permissions and stuff going through. Like, WWE, for crying out loud, had the NWA on board with a title change on Raw with the tag belts way back in the day, like 90s. And so on and so on and so forth. So it's... It's just the lo- the latest in a long line of things so that when they talk about, oh, cool people from outside WWE being on WWE, it's going to be number two on the list, like on one of their countdown things, right? It, it It's, uh, like CT said, it's not a, a huge thing. They don't view them as competition, even though they know they are, but they're not like... It's competition the same way like ROA. You know, it, yeah. it is, sure, competition, this... but it's not like it's directly hurting WWE that much, especially with NXT moving. Right. Like, it's not a big deal. I will say, I think, um, boy, I love it when you go to speak and then you just completely forget your train of thought. I think right? that is, like, one I... of the coolest things you can do. I usually try to mumble my way through it, and I was doing that until you saved me. So I'm going to save you now and say the thing I was yeah, going to say. Yeah, go for it. When I'll, I'll spin that back around, where this goes back to when, on the job radio days, when we're talking about, like, Dynamite launching it and stuff, and people were claiming this is going to kill WWE. And we were all laughing at it. We're like, no, it's not going to kill W. What are you talking about? Like, no. And now you can look at it. Yeah, no, it didn't. And it hasn't even really changed anything. And yeah, you can look at the stuff with NXT launching on uh, USA as a counter-programming point. They can say that it was in the works for months and you can believe what you want. I I mean, I, I have no reason to not believe that's the fact because USA, again, we see where they've come now with Peacock and freaking buying the network content to have content so it doesn't surprise me if that's the way they were going but that could just be the story they spin and we get the true story when Triple H publishes his book in 20 years I don't know stuff like that is common but it's is it in reaction to well again even if it's brand 3 or developmental they're still going I mean 200,000 numbers off of the competition quote unquote it's fine it's just that's the network they're going for. Moving is better for everyone because when people talk about having one or the other, most, like us, will pay attention to both, right? Like, it's it's not a matter of one or the other. Oh, I'm a diehard this. I'll never drink Pepsi. It's Yeah, people do that. And I know a lot of people that do, even in our Discord and stuff. They hate the one or love the other. And they'll downplay the other simply because it's not theirs. That's... Uh, I get it. That's brands, but that's weird to me. And hopefully by this point, CT's figured out what he was going to say. Yeah, I do. I will say number one with them switching. Like also like we look at this in the vacuum of wrestling. Hockey is about to become much bigger on Wednesdays. Like that's going to be a big competition point. Like there's a lot more here than just like just what wrestling is on Wednesdays. I was going to say in general, I think though on Twitter, I'm seeing a lot less like open WWE hate. Mm -hmm. There was a time where like Matt Hardy would post like daily, like pathetic, just WWE like hating on WWE. But I saw he just posted like, oh, anniversary of us returning at Mania. And it just seems in general like they are 
and I think it possibly is Tony Khan now that he has his open door and where he can't cut a promo for his life without looking like he's a genuine drug addict. Um, you know, he, he is creating this persona for himself that he is the open door. He has to be the bigger man. I think that's the persona he wants to have with this company. So like good on you there. Yeah. Uh, again, I mean, please <laughs> just look in the mirror and like learn how to talk. But I, I do appreciate that it's not just so like every day you go on Twitter and everyone at AEW is just like openly shitting on WWE. I think also you have Cage there and or yeah, Christian Cage there and stuff. Like you have a lot there. That's I mean, I think that it's becoming less, uh, you know, less of an attitude, which I think is a positive move. I do find it funny. That everyone's like, oh, Tony Khan's opening the door. Triple H has been saying that for the last like four or five years, and all like. A lot of UK wrestling has been working with WWE, mm-hmm. and then you have Progress, Evolve. Like, but they they air on the network, and yeah. ICW as well. And the UK champion and the UK roster would regularly wrestle independent shows in the UK and yeah. Europe, simply because that's how it was. Like, you look at the history of the NXT UK Championship and where it's been defended. It's a lot of non WWE shows, which is insane to think of. Oh, and like for Impact a WWE ROH. title. Impact and New Japan, ROA, yeah, New Impact Japan ROA, with both of them, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And if we NWA, Impact, yeah. I think all of them have given footage to the network for certain superstars. Yep, too. And they reference New Japan titles all the time. And in it's WWE. it's license. It's a matter of licensing too. Like you, you you purchase the rights to the footage, you can do it, or you can ask for it. Like the, they put out a Hardy's DVD and it's got Impact footage. It didn't include the full matches, but it said if you want to see them, go to the global network, whatever it was, dot com. Like, that, that's part of the deal. There you go. And I know Matt, Hardy at least, he was talking about stuff. And people were like, oh, God, why are you praising WWE? And it's like, well, sometimes I do it because I'm negative. Other times I do it because I'm positive. Here's a hint. I'm a heel. <laughs> like, th- that's a lot, of the, the, a lot of the negativity that's been out there is simply because they're trying to be the best for their brand. Like, Sammy Callahan will talk up Impact. Seth Rollins will talk up WWE. It, does it deserve it sometimes? Nah. But they got their back. They're the guy. They're they're making sure. They're cheerleadering it. And you can't fault them for that, even though it might seem hollow. But I don't know. It's The Jericho thing is a fun, fun thing. I can't wait to see it because it's something I didn't think we'd see for a while. I think I figured we would get it eventually. But it is just a wild circumstance. But, again, is it a matter of this whole us versus them situation? Yeah, some are going to make it that way. But I, I think they're clearly the ones who aren't. And... Even hell, Christian said he's already watched his match back with Kazarian with Edge. And they've commented on it, and they're both super happy with it. So anybody who thinks Christian bailed on Edge and Edge is unhappy, no. <laughs> like, it's, it doesn't work that way. So, yeah. That's, that's about all I've got for this one, guys. I think we can kind of wrap it there. Uh, we talked about the fancy belt and the new, new champ with Osprey. Yep. We got WrestleMania. We got the SmackDown night before. And this we've... sad. This what? was our, like, it just hit me. This was our go-home show to Mania, like, podcast. Yeah. This was it. This is, like, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> We're at Mania now. The next time we talk is after WrestleMania. And that's why I'm kind of going through the list. I'm like, we got, we got Jericho. That was, hmm, that was the end of it. I'm, again, just thinking positively that the show will be fun. TakeOver is going to be a hell of a lot of fun. I know that, at least. We've got those two days. Four hours of insanity. That'll be great. The Hall of Fame is going to be in there. Again, you don't need to watch all nine days plus other stuff. But if you say there's nothing to watch, 
ah, there, there's something. Like, there's going to be, what, the, the Foley and Edge Mania 22 special as well is going to be in there. That's going to be cool. There's Bloodsport. Bloodsport. A million indie oh, shows. Oh, yeah. Bloodsport, all the GCW stuff. There's a lot of stuff. So, it... If, if you're overly negative about what's there, okay. But don't say there's nothing at the same time. I'm just trying to be positive about it. There's always something for someone. Is you really know what? This is a go. great week. If you hate WWE and you, or whatever company you're watching and you really just can't stand it and you want to find wrestling you like, this is a great week to experiment with new companies and really find what makes you happy. Because I guarantee you there's a wrestling company for you out there. You just have to find it. Oh, yeah. Power on Tuesdays. You got Ring of Honor and Impact. And if you know those ones already, come watch with CT on the Discord in the middle of the night. New Japan's on like that as well. (laughs) There's always something. And all the indie stuff, they're ramping up. Bloodsport's coming up. Like we said, I know Bear Me and I are pumped for that one, even though it's during a takeover, which is suddenly a sad thing. Bear Me, there's too much wrestling. What are we going to do? Right. We're going to watch it all because we're madmen like that. Okay, yeah, we are are kind of madmen. You're right. So I think... I'll wrap it there unless anybody else has stuff to say. The Mad Men are done. Enjoy your week. Yeah, good luck. We'll see you on the other side. Yeah, we're all going to need it. Thanks again, everybody. For CT, Bear Me, Red, and GMSG, this is Scott. Have a good night.